Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. We've been talking about the mysteries of God, you know, I'm talking about God is mysterious, and God works in mysterious ways, hallelujah. And we started by talking about the mystery of inclusion, and after the mystery of inclusion, what do we talk about? The mystery of what? Prayer. Prayer. After the mystery of prayer, what do we talk about? The mystery of what? Godliness. Godliness. It's mysterious. And after the mystery of godliness, what do we talk about? The mystery of his will. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, and like I said, God's will is very mysterious. God's will. We don't understand it. Hallelujah. No, his will is mysterious. His ways are not your ways. God's ways are not your ways. Hallelujah. Amen. Neither your thoughts is so. I say, as far as the east is from the west, so are my ways from your ways. Hallelujah. You have to understand and acknowledge that God works in mysterious ways. Hallelujah. Amen. To the point that even when you feel weak and tired, you must see that God is working. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes, that's what Paul said, and when I'm weak, that, that was strong. Hallelujah. In fact, there's a verse in Job. Job chapter 23, verse 9. Job 23, verse 9. Job 23, verse 9. This is Job speaking. He said, on the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. Job says that on the left hand, he's talking about God, on the left hand, where he doth work. Behold. But I cannot behold him. On the left hand. God works on your left hand. Not on your right hand. Job said God works on my left hand. On the left. Where he doth work. That's what he's saying. You see God. Why the left hand? See the left hand. For the majority of people. The left hand is your weakness. Most are weak. Most people are right-handed. Very few of us are left-handed. And by the way, left-handed people are supposed to be more intelligent. Because they work... They, oh, statistically, left... Statistically, left-handed people are supposed to be more intelligent. They are. Don't argue with me. Because when you are left-handed, it means your dominant brain is the right. They think right. Oh, yeah. Your handedness de- determines your dominant ring. That's why when you have a stroke on this side, you get weak on this side. Do you get it? So when somebody is left-handed, it means the dominant part of his brain is the right. So they think right. All of you think left, but we think right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you are left-handed, you are good. That's why you see all the American president, Bush, Obama, they're all left-handed. Yeah. Clinton, all of them left-handed. 
Trump is right. <laughs> That's a good one. And our man is right-handed. <laughs> Don't mention his name. Our man is right-handed. <laughs> Please, I beg you. Our man is right-handed. But all the, all the Obama, Bush, they all Clinton, they're all left-handed. Our man is right-handed. <laughs> I beg you. Don't get me to talk. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. But you see, your left hand represents your weakness. And Job said, my left hand, where he that weak? So, what, see, I'm talking about the mystery of God. Sometimes in your weak state, that's when God is at work. Yeah. When you are weak. When you feel that nothing is working, you'll be surprised that he's really working. Amen. My left hand, where he that weak? So God's will is mysterious. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why nobody... See, that is why James, James said, James said that, don't say that I will go here tomorrow and I'll come back. Say God willing. Amen. Don't say, oh, tomorrow I'm going to buy this. I'll say God willing. Always precede your statement with God willing. Amen. God willing, I will go. God willing, I will come. God willing, I will do this. Always say God willing. Because you may propose, but it may not come to pass. So always say, God willing. Hallelujah. Because his will is mysterious. Amen. Today, we're going to talk about a mystery that is great. Hallelujah. A mystery that is great. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 22. Ephesians 5, 22. We are reading all the way to 33. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Amen. In what? Everything. In what? Everything. Continue. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave what? And gave what? Not some self, but what? For it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church not having a spot or wrinkle. So if your wife has a spot or wrinkle, it's your fault. If your wife has a spot or a wrinkle, whose fault? <laughs> Have a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his girlfriend. He that loveth 
side chick. He that loveth his wife, okay? He that loveth his wife, loveth himself. Hmm. Simply put, like one brother told me in Manhattan, a happy wife is a happy life. <laughs> yeah. He said, a happy wife is a happy life. <laughs> a happy wife is what? I said, a happy wife is what? Therefore, an unhappy wife. He that loveth his wife, loveth himself. Continue. We are reading. Look, I'm, today I'm going to read Bible because when the preaching is what I just read Bible because before you get angry at me, I just want to show you the verses. That's why, I, that's why I came with Michael. Michael is my, you know, when the preaching is what I, that's why I move, when the preaching is what I bring Michael because he's, you know, he defends me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause, for this cause, for this reason, for this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother. You're supposed to leave your father and your mother. Your, mo- your mother is too much involved. Your sister is too much involved. For this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother. And shall be joined unto his wife. And they too shall be one flesh. Continue. For this is a mystery. It's what? It's not a mystery about what? It's not a mystery about what? It's not only a mystery about what? I want to hear you. What? A great mystery. I talk about all the mysteries of God, the mystery of his world. This is the mother of all mysteries, the mystery of marriage. Paul said marriage is not only a mystery, but a great mystery. Yeah. His will is a mystery. Inclusion is a mystery. Prayer is a mystery, but marriage is above all mysteries. It is a great mystery. That means that you need to have time and study it. When something is mysterious, it means it's not clear. It means marriage is, it means marriage is not straightforward as you think. One more time I'm preaching. This is a great mystery. Hmm. It's a great mystery. Look. Why is marriage? I can give you why marriage is a great mystery. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 18. Proverbs 30, 18. My dear, if you have the Proverbs, I'm reading the Bible. Everything, I'm showing you the Bible. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 18. If you have the New Living Translation, give it to me, NLT, so we can read more than English. You have the NLT, New Living Translation? There are three things that amaze me. There are three things that amaze me. No, four things I do not understand. Mm. 
Number one, how an eagle glides through the sky. It's amazing. Because, you see, and I'm explaining to you. Because every bird goes through the fly by flapping their wings. The eagle does not flutter. It soars up. An eagle just shoots up. Most birds flutter to generate gravity. But an eagle shoots up. And someone said, that's amazing to me. I don't understand that every bird has to do this. But this one just shoots up. Number two, how a snake slithers on a rock. Because when you see a snake, you see, a snake, if you see a snake on a rock, most animals cannot crawl on their belly. Because if you try to crawl on your belly, it will catch you. But the snake can crawl on sharp edges and doesn't catch it. Then it's gone. Unlike most animals, if you try to, it will catch you. But a snake. Number three, how a ship navigates the ocean. Which is a very heavy metal. You, with your small weight, if you fall into the water, you will sink. But this big thing can float. Most of you don't know how to swim. If you fall in water, you will sink. I know you. I know things. You can't swim. You and water, you are enemies. Then number four. Number four. How a man loves a woman. I don't get it. <laughs> he says, Paul is saying, I don't get it. How a man loves a woman. I don't get it. This is, not, this is Solomon. Solomon was supposed to be the wisest of men. He says, go back to the King James. He said, I don't understand. I don't understand how a man loves a woman. This was somebody who had thousand women in his life and said, one thing I don't understand. The way a man loves a woman, when I think about it, I, I know I don't understand. I don't understand. Yes. Yeah. It says that one. That one, I know. I know that one I don't understand. How a man loves a woman. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's a mystery. Because you see, Solomon had handled almost a thousand women. And he wonders why will anybody love something like this? I don't get it. And I don't. How? He said, have you been in love before? Yes. I said, have you been in love before? Yes. I said, have you been in love before? Yes. You look like somebody who has been in love before. <laughs> you look like someone who has been in love before. Yes. 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 Your behavior is not even rational. Yes. You don't think correct. I mean, your father will say, don't go, you climb the gate. jump the wall. I mean, when you are in love, you can stay on the phone. It, for hours, hours, you know, you know, in hours. He's there, you are here. You are hours and you are talking and you are talking and you are talking and, and you fall asleep. 
are you there? Are you awake? Long distance calls. In the days of phone card, you one card after the other, five dollars, you scratch it, then you talk, then you scratch another five dollars. In love. They don't get it. I said, you're in love. And what is even amazing is the person is not there. But and the person sends you a text message. And then the person is not seeing you, but then you are smiling. No, nobody seeing us. You are just smiling by yourself. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's you are reading the message. You are smiling. You are giggling. <laughs> no, nobody seeing you. Are in love. You are in love. I say you are in love. Yeah. I've been there before. I said I've been there before. I was a house officer. There was a place in Ghana called Kolebu. And then there was another town uh, called Mataheko. Which was like, maybe like um, uh, Evington and maybe no, Union. Evington and Union. Can you believe when she comes to visit me? They will talk and talk and talk. Then I will go and see her at her house. Then when I finish her, they will walk back on the same road. I said, when I, when I see her at her gate, I said, I'm going to show her, are you going to show her? Okay, then we'll take another stroll. We'll come, by the time we we'll come, we have come out. Come, come. We've come out to the road. So, hey, let's go. Okay, hey. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm going back. Then she'll go. Poof! I mean, in and out. In and out. I mean, don't they? We have no money to take Uber. We walk. You are in love. You can't. We don't see that the journey is far. <laughs> we just keep walking. Then we stop. Then we walk. Then we stop. Then we walk. Just back and forth. Talking about what? She said, come and see me off. Then come and see me off like this. Then her father has the gate. So I don't want the father to see me. So the gate is locked. <laughs> then we we'll walk back again. Yeah. Oh, I love. You have been in love before? You get a call. Nobody's there. Then you are laughing. I mean, are you mad? You are just <laughs> There's nobody when you are near. You understand what I'm talking about? You've been in love before, right? You'll be smiling. <laughs> You'll be smiling. Why well, there's nobody there? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's just, I don't understand. It's a mystery. Hallelujah. Yeah. Paul says, I don't understand. Solomon said, Solomon, Solomon said, I don't get it. Why a man is in love? The way he behaves, I don't get it. When a man is in love, the way he behaves, 
I don't get it. When a woman is in love, I don't get it. I mean, look, even when they are advising you, you say, well, they are unbelievable. Your parents are saying, be careful. You say, well, uh, they, are, they, are, they are tormenting our relationship. Let's bind the devil. <laughs> you hold, let's bind the devil. Oh. Because your mother said, I'll be careful. Let's bind the devil. Now your mother is the devil. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Hallelujah. It's a mystery. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 25. I'm sure why the mystery, the great mystery. First Corinthians 7, 25. Let's still stay with the New Living Translation. So that people... Are you... 25, New Living Translation. Now, about the young women who are not yet married. How many young men are not yet married? Please, young women who are not married, please stand up. This is for you. Young women who are not married. All young women, please, you may never know. Please stand up. Please stand up. I'm preaching. Stand up. You can see. Please, all young women, stand up. It says now about the young men who are not yet married. I'm talking to you now. I do not have a command from the Lord for them. But the Lord in his kindness has given me wisdom that can be trusted. And I will share it with you. So I'm sharing it with you. Listen to me now. Let's, let's. You've jumped. You have missed. 27. What is missing? 26. No, no. Because of the present crisis, I, I, I think, okay. That's it. Are you here? Because of the present crisis, I think it is best you... Just, to remain just as you are. Huh? <laughs> Keep standing. Because of the present crisis, if you do have a wife, do not end the marriage. If you do not have a wife, do not get married. I, look, I am reading the Bible. You get married, it is not a sin. And if a young woman gets married, it is not a sin. However, I am trying to spare you the extra problems that come with marriage. <laughs> Matilda, I am trying to spare you the extra problems. The extra problems that come with marriage. I am sparing you. Because now, nobody says, where's my shoe? Where are you going? Let me see the bank account. Can you make something for me? I am sparing you the extra trouble. I don't want rice. 12 midnight. You want banku? I am spared. You on your own. You have eaten cereal and sleep. Now this one wants banku and okra soup at 12 midnight. I am sparing you the trouble. 
Are you sure you still want to marry? Listen, are you still sure you want to marry? Are you sure you want to marry? In spite of all the problems I'm showing you, you still want to marry? You sure? You still want to marry? In spite of all the problems? You sure? You still want to go out? You have a still You still want to go out with a counselor? In spite of the problems? Let me keep on standing. Keep standing. I can tell you that most married women here have cried because of their husband. Is there any wife here who has your husband has irritated one day you cried because of him? Please, wives, wives, wives. I mean, you cried, you cried. I said, you cried. Look at you. Move away. I mean, cried. Listen, most wives, even my wife raised her hand. It is, she has cried because of me. And it's true. What did I do? Because of your husband, your husband did something and you cried. You didn't lift up your hand. He doesn't make you cry. That's why you lifted two hands. Because Professor Rascal, <laughs> this man, you made you cry. <laughs> yes, I didn't see your hand lifted up. You uh, Rascal. <laughs> you see, we see, make you cry. You lift up your hand. Both hands, you got this guy. Whether will make you cry. <laughs> yes. Are you hearing me, young ladies? So, in spite of the fact that they'll have trouble, people who are married and say they've cried, you still want to marry. This is a mystery. You know? Sit down. That's the mystery. It's a great mystery. No matter the challenges and difficulties, every woman wants to marry. Hey, one day, Bishop did, did prayers. I was at, the, at, at the, uh, Kodesh. He was praying for women who want to get married. He said, no, no, the whole church. He said, any woman who wants to get married to come forward. He himself was shocked. Come and see, 65 and 70 year old man. <laughs> hey! He was thinking that at that age the desire is gone. No, the desire never goes. The desire never goes. That is the mystery. And no, you see a woman has her own job, her own profession. She can buy everything by herself, but she still is a man. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. I said that they went to the other court. Bishop was surprised. Hey, come and see the aunties and the grandmas. Hey, you are asking. Hey, at the age of 65, you want to marry? It's a mystery. I said it's a mystery. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's a great mystery. Yeah. You can't understand it. You cannot understand it. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Yeah. You cannot understand it. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. 
Every woman wants to marry. No matter what you say. Even the ones who say, I don't need a man, they are lying. I say they are lying. <laughs> Me, I am telling you, they are lying. No, I don't need a They are lying. Shelly, they are lying. In their... <laughs> Quiet in their closet. They need an arm to hold them. They are lying. <laughs> Don't be deceived at all. Don't be deceived by like. Don't be deceived by like. I've got it all put together. Shelly, they need the man. <laughs> it's a mystery. You see, and let me say something more to it. You know, God created man. Okay, God created man, and God said it's not good for the man. To be alone. Therefore, I will make him a helpmeet. Hallelujah. Amen. So that was God's, that's the blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to me carefully. That was the blessing. That when a man finds a wife, that's the blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. But after the fall, Jerry, James, right? Jerry, yeah. After the fall, after after man fell. Okay, after man fell, then God cursed them. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? God cursed them. And in the case, in the case, he said to the woman, your desire shall be for the man. Your desire shall be for the man. So the blessing is a man finds a wife. The case is a woman looking for a man. You didn't get it. I say you didn't get it. The blessing is when a man looks for a woman. But when a woman is chasing after a man, that is the case. So those of you sisters who are targeted that boy and you are cutting every woman out of his life so you can grab him, you are going for a case. Yeah. With my prof, with my pastoral experience, I have come to see that any wedding that I officiated, where the woman sort of fought every woman out of the way, you can see he has targeted the man. When he gets the man, he begins to see problems because that's not the way. The way is that he should come for you, not you go for him. I'm preaching. Jerry, that's what. Was a man should find a woman. The case that a woman should desire a man. Look, don't chase after any man so badly, he will rule over you. Let them come and chase you. You don't chase them. The church is quiet. That's why I came with Michael. I'm taking my jacket off. So those of you sisters, you can see that this one has a beloved and you are squeezing yourself too. You are cooking for him. You are buying him cars. You are calling him. You are trying to snatch away somebody. Let me tell you something. That is a curse. It, the, the, the desire for a man is a curse. The blessing is a man looks for a woman. Don't chase any man. Never. Let them chase you. You are too beautiful to chase any man. Chase you. Don't lower yourself. You are attracting a curse because I've seen it with my short pastoral life. 
that all the man, you can see that the woman is scheming to marry the man. Hey! He's granting her to marry, cutting him to marry. Ah, woman! You are granting him to marry him. You are stepping on everyone. What you don't know is that you are, it's a crisis in operation. Preach, Reverend. Preach. Let him come after you. That is the blessing. I said, That's the blessing. I said, That's the blessing. <laughs> yeah. Let him come. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let him come. Don't chase him. See, the, the desire for a man came after the case. The blessing was that the man should go for the woman. But the desire, he cursed the woman, your desire shall be over the man. So if you're so infatuated about this man, you know that somebody is already there and you are moving and you are scheming and you are cooking and you are buying gifts. One man, you buy him shoe, birthday tie, bow tie, necktie, every tie for the man. Who the man has a beloved. You are going for a case. Church is quiet. Are you listening? Are you listening? Yes. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You see, that's why you have a lot of problems. Yeah. Anyway. But you see, all being said, all being said, marriage is a beautiful thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I say marriage is what? A beautiful thing. Amen. Yeah. Marriage is a beautiful thing. It's a mystery. That's a beautiful thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you something. If you get marriage right, you feel the jackpot. If you get marriage right, you have actually hit a jackpot. Yeah. Because it's such a blessing in it. That is why you have to understand the mystery and go for marriage with the right parameters. I hope you understand. Go for marriage with the right parameters. Because it's such a beautiful, it's like a puzzle. When you get it arranged, it's beautiful. So go for it with the right parameters. Let the right things guide you. Don't be guided by six pack. I said don't be guided by six pack. He may have six pack, but he's abusive. Use the right parameters. Use the word of God. Spiritual. Love the Use the right. He, he may have one pack like my mind is one pack, but I'm still... <laughs> It used to be six, but Kenke and Fish has modified it. <laughs> Fufu. It used to be six. Don't worry, summer has come. I'm starting my golf. I'll come back to shape. Anybody who wants to play golf after church, see me, we'll have a discussion. You are interested. I'm serious. I need golf partners. But that's just by the way. Yeah, because it needs to come back because now it becomes one pack. You are laughing at me. <laughs> 
You are not enjoying me. Nana should join me. Then I saw Nana here on Tuesday. I said, hey, Nana. Nana used to be thick, tall, six pack. Nana also said, hey, Jack. <laughs> Nana is a ball pack. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Use the right parameters. Because it's a beautiful thing. But we go for it with the wrong parameters. Hey, he's a He's got a green card. Green card shouldn't be the basis. He may even have a blue card. If he has a red card, yeah, it's worse because he will give it. He will show you a red card. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So I am showing you. It's a beautiful thing, young ladies. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful thing. If you hit it right, it's a jackpot. I'm telling you, if you get marriage right, you'll hit a jackpot. It's such a great blessing. So I want you to use the right parameters. Choose according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Don't go by six pack. uh, Don't go by height. Don't go by weight. Don't go by uh, handsomeness. Don't go by profession. Look, he can be he can be a Wall Street banker. He will still abuse you if he doesn't have the fear of God. And you will be miserable. So I'm, so, so, you see, I'm warning you so that you can choose right. Are you hearing me? And those of you who are already married, pray for the miracle of the wine. I say if you're already married, you have, you've already chosen already. You have already chosen already. So for you, you need the miracle of the wine. Which is when Jesus went to the party. The Bible said that they started serving the wine. And then when the wine got old, he did a miracle. And the wine that came was sweeter than the old wine. So pray that your marriage can be sweeter by a miracle. Amen. Because you can't change it. <laughs> May God give you the miracle of the wine. May your marriage become sweeter. Hallelujah. So now. So how do you so it's a puzzle. Have you tried to solve a puzzle before? You see, if you get a puzzle, when you solve it, it looks very beautiful. Because most puzzles are beautiful pictures. Hallelujah. So how do you unravel this mystery? How do you get a sweet marriage? Hallelujah. Because it's a blessing. The moment when a man has found a wife, you have found a good thing. Hallelujah. So how do you get this good thing? This is my message to you. How do you get the mystery of marriage? It's a, marriage is a very, very good thing. But I tell you, if you get it wrong, it is dangerous. Why do you think that any time a, a spouse dies, the first suspect is the... Have, have you thought about it? That any time a man or somebody dies, the first suspect the police come to is the spouse. Why do you think so? And, and usually they're not wrong. Yes. So, so it is something that when you get it right, it's a jackpot. When you get it wrong, eesh, it is murder to come. It's a mystery. And, and let me tell you something. You, it, it pervades every level of society. Pastors have hit it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is why I said, oh, see, pastors have gotten it wrong. Some pastors have married, their marriage is wrong. Laborers have gotten it right. So it doesn't depend on who you are. Just use the right parameters. Amen. 
It's a great mystery. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So don't use anybody, a man of God, but this man of God. No, he's a man of God, but he got it wrong. Yeah. Even though, because you, you think he's a pastor, but maybe what was driven was breast, not word of God. Hey. I've seen a lot of pastors who are driven by breast and botox. Hey. <laughs> they die. So don't go by the parameters. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. How many want to get it right? Yes. I say, I say, how many want to get it right? Yes. If you are not, then I'll stop. How many want to get it right? Yes. Okay, so now let's go to the mystery. How to solve the puzzle. Amen. Thank let's solve the puzzle. Ephesians chapter 5. This is the puzzle. We are solving the, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. King James. Wives, this is how you. This is how you get a good marriage. This is how you solve the puzzle. Amen. This is how. This is what makes a woman a great catch. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband, as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and is savior of the body. Next verse. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives. Be to their own husbands in everything. In everything. In everything. In everything. I say in everything. I can sum. I can summarize. I can summarize the duty of a good wife in two statements. Every man here. How many young men are you who are not married? Young men who are not married, please stand up. Young men who are not married. All for, okay, let me ask, how many men, how many men, okay, all men, stand up. All men. I can tell you, all men, no matter who they are, two things every man is looking in a wife is submission. Okay? Do this every woman, woman is looking for in a woman is submission and supportive. Husbands, I must be in it. Huh? Every man, no matter his status in life, what he requires in a woman is to support me and to submit. Yes, that's all. That's all. Men don't look, they are not looking for much. They are looking for a supportive and a submissive wife. The mystery. Yes. Oh, it's okay. Don't, don't even sing. That's what you don't get. If you want a good marriage, then Christian sister, say the bad man, the husbands, all the husbands are saying that please submit to me and support me. Please, gentlemen, sit down. Put your hands together for them. Nothing more. Five twenty-two. Submit. Hallelujah. That is all that every man is looking for. That's all. Yes. Wife, submit unto your own husband. Yes. If you want to solve the person, the mystery of marriage as a wife, then learn to submit. Amen. It's not complex. It's, not it's just two things. Yes. SS, submit and support. <laughs> I say SS, submit. And support. I like that, I like that. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. 
Genesis. Uh, you see, for, okay, okay. even as Christ, uh, as unto the, uh, even as Christ is the head of it, as unto Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Submit and support your husband like as the church. As the church is unto Christ. So here, you see, what does it mean to submit? Just the way you behave in church. You come, you, walk, you worship, you lie down, you praise unto Christ. But say, do the same thing to your husband. I'm preaching. You come and you sing praises. Jehovah. Jehovah. And the way you go home, you are rude to him. Just as I mean, you 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 see, that's why he used the church as the as the standard. Just the way you behave in church, because in church you are holy, you are righteous, you love Christ. Do the same thing to your husband. And let all the wives say, Amen. <laughs> Submit. Submit. Submit unto your own husband. Hallelujah. Yes. You argue, listen to me. You argue with your husband. And the day when you come to church, oh, Reverend, Reverend. No, no, no. Go and Reverend him. You are not clapping for me. You should be giving me an offering. I'm not done yet. First, I'm giving you this. What it means to submit. What it means to submit in the Bible. First Peter chapter 3 verses 1. First Peter chapter 3 verse 1. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 3 verse 1. Likewise, in fact, if you don't mind, give me the amplified version. Let me amplify this verse. Preach, preach. Preaching. Love amplified at the back there. Good. In like manner, you married woman, women, be submissive to your own husbands. Then he began to explain submission. Into bracket, subordinate yourself as being secondary. I didn't write the Bible, so this is your equal opportunities. Think about it. Me too movement. Think about it. That's why your marriage is not working because it's not meant for me too. as secondary to and dependent woman be dependent on him this I'm my own woman I don't listen to anybody it was not meant to be worked that way I don't care if you earn 10 figures you are supposed to be dependent on him dependent on them are you hearing it and adapt yourself. You are supposed to change yourself yes. to meet to fit your husband's requirements. Yes. Charlie. <laughs> you are so Michael, Michael, myself. Everybody myself. Very good. Adapt yourself. Adapt yourself. 
change your life to fit his plan, Amen. not the reverse. Amen. Amen. Tell us, Reverend. Tell us. Tell us. The preaching is hot. But I'm preaching. Adapt yourself. I didn't write the Bible. Adapt yourself. Okay? Okay? So to your, adapt your uh, adapt depend on the adapt to them, adapt. Because the Bible says, when God created Adam, he said, I will make for him a help meet. Help meet. Help meet. So the woman is supposed to help the man. The, the woman was created because of the man. If you care to say, and if you don't be angry with me, I bought this belt because of this pant. So this is the accessory. The main thing is the pants. Think about it. supposed to help the man and like my wife once told me and it's a very good definition help is defined by the receiver not the giver I said help is defined by the receiver I can say this is help you cannot tell me it's help you may want to give me banku but I prefer rice so the fact that you are giving me banku does not mean you are helping me what I wanted was rice help is defined by the receiver not the giver So the Bible says, adapt yourself. Adapt. Change to his goals. Preaching, I tell you. Change to his goals. What does he want? How can I help him? No, what do I want? Hey, I'm reading the Bible. I said I just came to read the Bible. Adapt him, so that even if any do not obey the word of God, they may be won over by not by discussion, but by the godly lives of their wives. Godly life is submission. Godly. Continue. When they observe the pure and modest way in which you conduct yourselves, together with your reverence. Together with what? To who? So who's, who's, who's the reverend minister in the house? So you are supposed to call him Reverend. (laughs) You should wake up and say, Reverend Wheezy, what will you have for breakfast? Reverend Wheezy, what will you have for breakfast? Reverend Father Wizzy. (laughs) 
husband. You are, look, I'm reading the Bible. You are to feel for him. Feel for him. Oh, brothers, a little feeling. A little feeling. Boys are bread. A little feeling. Ah. A little feeling. A little feeling. I mean, at least ask, what will I eat? Everything you cook is what you want, not what I want. Did you consider what I want to eat? A little feeling. This is a matter of all mysteries. That's why I sack the children. A little feeling. Look, you're you married? A little feeling for him. What does he want? Just ask him one Saturday afternoon, sweetheart, what do you want? A little feeling. A little feeling. Oh, Friday night, what do you want? Maybe Friday, what do you want is he wants you to be in, in a lingerie and a perfume bed. A little feeling. Sweetheart, what do you want? Do you want missionary or? <laughs> I'm preaching. Every day, missionary, missionary. A little feeling. Do you want me to let you be on the chair? A little feeling. <laughs> the preaching is hot. Maybe today he was, he was on orthodox. Your brain missionary on orthodox. <laughs> By the reverence to respect, to respect. See, I'm telling you what the, what the man was to a little respect, a little respect. Defer to, defer to. When was the last time you asked his opinion? When there's when we are arguing, to, okay, we need a blue chair and a green chair. If he says a green chair, defer to means that take what he says, defer to. <laughs> defer to we need we, 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 should we live in Edmonton or Union you say Edmonton he says Union defer to revere him to honor esteem appreciate price and in the human sense to adore him that is to admire, praise, be devoted to, deeply love, and enjoy your husband. I read the Bible. Ray, I said, I read the Bible. I have not put in any word my own. And enjoy your husband. That's how you enjoy him. Next one. Let not yours be. Let not yours not be merely external adoring. 
with elaborate interweaving and notching of the hair and wearing of jewelry or a change of clothes. Then don't let your beauty, and I'm explaining it, let not your beauty be the notching of hair. Yes, your hair is well knotted, Brazilian, Japanese, Indonesian. It's not even yours, it's borrowed. Interweaving, adoring, and you think you are beautiful? No, no. You see, and I'm saying it. Listen to me, woman. Listen to me carefully. It doesn't matter how nice you look on the outside. If you are not submissive to a man, he finds you ugly. Yes. Yes. Listen. Once, if you don't submit, he finds you ugly. And I may say you are such a pretty girl, but she finds you ugly. Did I thank you? Mercy. I'm serious. He does not want to see you. Yes, you have got Brazilian up to here. You have adjusted your breast. Even your backside is fake. And you and everybody thinks you are all that. But he, he does not want to see you. That is why he will leave you and go and sleep with the canker seller. And you don't understand. Yeah. Because that kinky seller down the road is submissive. He finds more support in her than your constant argument. Hey. Wow. Wow. This is powerful. Powerful. We are solving the puzzle. I said we are solving the puzzle. Let it be. Beauty. Submission. Yes. I don't care how long your hair is. Or how straight your your boots look after it's a wonder bra. It's not your when you leave it, it falls flat. Please, yeah. You wonder why when he closed from work, he's not in a hurry to come home. Because you are ugly. Uh, let me preach. That's how you solve the puzzle. So the man is looking for submission. And I've defined submission from 1 Peter chapter 3. That's what it means to submit. Defer, adore, honor, reverence. And then the next, the next thing the man needs from me is support. Support him. Support him. Be your husband's number one supporter. It's unfortunate that a lot of wives are their number one husband's number one critic. Yes. Hey. Criticizing. Yes. Hey. You are the number one critic. Even everybody says it's okay. You say, I mean, I mean, I'm not like all the other women. Me, me, I'm telling you what the truth is. Oh no, you are a critic. Yes. Hey. Opposition leader. Opposition leader in the house. Yes. Opposition leader in the house. I said opposition leader in the house. Look, I'm telling you, one husband told me. Okay, one husband told me, point blank. He says, Reverend, my wife. Number one opposition. He said, Reverend, if I say left, you say right. If I say blue, you say green. So I said, so how do you lead? He said, look, the Bible says, dwell with them according to knowledge. So I have learned that if I want blue, I'll say red. Then you say... <laughs> Yeah, I've learned. <laughs> yes, I've learned. 
said, said I'm not, I'm, he told me personally. He said, I have learned that I know that this woman, if I say blue, he say red. So when I want to blue, I'll say red. They'll say blue, I say, huh? He said, opposition. He, he, he told me, look. He said, you wonder why your husband has retired? He said, Reverend, I've retired in the house. I've just retired. Because everything I do doesn't happen. So I won't do at all. He said, look, I have retired. I won't do at all. Because everything I say, he will criticize it. If I change the bulb, he says, I won't change it. I won't change the car engine. I won't change the oil. You should do whatever you want to do. Yes. Yeah, he told me. He said, I've retired. Well, I wonder why, your, why has your husband retired? He has retired because of your criticisms. Constant nagging. You have nagged him and now he's taking away the rice. He still cannot rise. He doesn't need Viagra. He needs your encouraging words. He said, I have stopped. I, 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 don't, I don't do anymore. Support. You see, support him. Support him. You see, and support means that even you see, let me tell you, even you say, let's do this. And you think otherwise, still agree. Are you hearing me? Still what? Still what? And if it doesn't work, don't say I told you so. <laughs> That's no support. Yes, it says you right. I says you right. I told you so. That is no support. I told you it won't work. You are, you are big headed. You don't listen. That's no support. If you support him, even when it doesn't work, you say, honey, I'm sad it doesn't work, but let's try it. But don't say that. I told you so. I knew all along. You don't listen to advice. James, you are too hard-headed. <laughs> That's no support. The church is quiet. Because I'm preaching the truth. Because it's a beautiful thing. Marriage is a beautiful thing. When you hit it right, it's a jackpot. Gosh, gosh. Telling you. Yes. You say all the time, I told you so. When I, die, when I advise you, you don't listen. No, that's no support. If you support, when the thing doesn't work, you see, when the thing doesn't work, you strategize, you think together, what can you, but don't say, I told you so. You see, let me tell you something. And the last thing a man needs is when a man is down, he doesn't need you to point out his faults. He knows his faults already. Yes, it's true. already. We already know. He knows what went wrong, so don't come and hammer it in. Thank you to demoralize. Yeah. He knew. He knew the job didn't work. He knew already. So don't come and demoralize him with your mouth. Submit and support. Defer to him. I'm married to a good wife. Most decisions that, most decisions that I take, okay, it may not be in her interest, but she, because I say she, she defers. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Amen. That's what I want to hear. Wife, say we are changing. I said, wife, say we are changing. Huh. Enough of I told you so. 
That's all. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I tell you, you see, it's a beautiful thing. When you get it right, hallelujah, you've hit a jackpot. Hallelujah. So that's, the, that's all. That will solve the mystery for the woman. What about the mystery for the man? saying that time is up. <laughs> Why should I go on or should stop? <laughs> go back to our text. Efficiency. Don't say I love my husband. Don't say I love my wife. Don't, 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 don't. Don't. Oh, Reverend, but my wife, she knows I love her. No. What is love? You see, I'm talking about the Bible. Before you say you love your wife, subject your love to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 13. Before you boast, husband, love your wife. If you see, Let's read the scripture. Husband loves your wife even as Christ loved the church. So the first thing is love. And two, and gave himself for it, which is sacrifice. All that women are asking from her husband is love me and sacrifice or think about me. And before you say you love, what is love? 1 Corinthians 13. What is love? Before. Okay? Before you say you love. When your Bible says love your wife, can I have that scripture quickly? Love is kind. Love is patient. It's long-suffering. It's not boastful. It's not jealous. So if you the Bible says, love your wife, it means be kind to your wife. It's fine. This is fine. Uh, uh, charity. It does, it's, uh, uh, it's not puffed up. It's not proud. That's not boast. So, and, and I'm serious. Love is kind. Love is patient. You are patient with every other woman apart from your wife. Every other woman you are patient with, you are tolerant, you listen to the As soon as your wife you. I'm telling them. Yes. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is not boastful. You are too boastful. One woman that you marry, every time, but for me, you are nothing. But why? Why? You boast too much. You boast too much. 
Hey, but for me, where would I have come from? Hey, you boast too much. It's not, it does not keep record of evil. Does not keep record of evil. Yes, this is love. You care about every other woman apart from your wife. Yeah. Every other woman finds you a patient and a nice man. But your wife always, he said, it's, it's not easily irritated. You are always irritated. Every day you are angry. Why? This is love. Yeah. Every other woman does not irritate you apart from your wife. It's quiet. Too boastful. You are not patient with her. Please be patient with her. Please be patient with her. Even Sunday morning when we are coming. Be, be, be patient, be patient. She needs to do a makeup and wear shoe. Love what you want, but be patient, be patient with her. Love is patient. Wait for her a little extra. I beg you, don't squeeze your face. Be patient. Love is kind. Kind, kind, it's kind. Be kind to her. Be kind to her. When was the last time you bought her a gift? Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Love is kind. When was the last time? The, I mean, I mean, when was the last time you bought her a gift? The only gift she has is the engagement in club that you said. After the engagement club, you have not bought her anything. I'll preach for you. Love is kind. So when was the last time? When was the last time? Do you know her shoe size? Do you know her dress size? You don't. When was the last time you went say this shoe will look nice for my wife? Let me buy for her. Love is kind. Armstrong, Armstrong. <laughs> when was the last time you took her for a restaurant? Ah, you get the sooner. Let's go and eat tonight. I'll pay. Love is kind. Amen. Every day we are saving, we are budgeting. Ah. <laughs> Love is kind. Be generous to her. Be generous to her. You don't know her pants size, her shoe size. I mean, what was the last time you said? You stood at the store and said, oh, this wig will look nice on my wife. Let me bring it to her. Love is kind. I said, love is kind. Love is kind. Love is kind. Oh, sweetheart, how much of your college loan is left? Okay, I'll pay it off. Love is kind. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. It's kind. Love is kind. That's all. Kind, be kind to her. Be kind. Take her out. Let her, let her, you see, let me tell you something. Let her worries become your worries. You are acting like she doesn't exist. You don't think about her. It's kind. I mean, listen, listen to me. It's sad to say that you are living with a woman in the house, but she's empty inside and you can't even see. You can't see that your wife is depressed. 
forgiveness. A little what do you want? A little love. Don't do what Yes. A little kindness. A little love. A little love. A little love. I mean, her feelings. Just sit down with her on a Saturday morning and let her hear what is bothering her. You can't hear. Listen. She's empty inside. She's looking for a voice. Something to hear. Love is kind. And so, and then see, and, and, and ask Christ and sacrifice, and they are looking for a little of sacrifice. Sacrifice a little for her. Everything should not be about you. Oh no! Everything cannot be about you. A little sacrifice. A little sacrifice. Just a little sacrifice for her. Listen to me. You came home. You are tired. I'm tired, but it doesn't matter. The way you st- stood on your feet all day. Let me do that. This is so you can rest. My wife don't laugh because I won't do that. <laughs> the way she's laughing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we're all changing. I mean, let me do that. This is a little bit. A little sacrifice. A little sacrifice. A little sacrifice. A little sacrifice. Okay, listen. Uh, we have uh, the, this is what Amat is left in the account. I want to cut my hair. You want to do your hair? Listen, I will forego my hair. You go and do your hair, sweetheart. Amen. Sacrifice for the church. Do what to make her happy. A little sacrifice. You're not asking for much. You're not asking for much. Just think about her. Just show some care. Show some concern. Let them know that she also has feelings. Amen. Amen. Gave himself for it. Gave, this says gave himself. Husband, give yourself for your wife. A little sacrifice. A little care. A little concern. That you care. That you care. That you care. Take her to Macy's. That you care. You care about her. A little care. A little care. Show some care. Show some affection. Let me tell you something. You are always hammering on the head. I'm the head. Look, it's not only being authoritative. The head also sacrifices. A, A little time. A little time. Just a little time. With her. You are always busy. You talk to everybody. Always. I know one pastor's wife who told the husband, look, I am here with you. I don't even talk to you. You don't see me. You are always on the phone. So I can see that the only way you can get attention is on the phone. So I'm going outside to call you. <laughs> A true story. A true story. The wife said, I am leaving. Yes. Because I'm sitting here with you. Yeah. That's what sacrifice. A little sacrifice. A little concern. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yes. Preaching. It's not only authority. 
Sacrifice. See, is it, let me tell you something. Most women don't need macho. You think they need it? No, they don't. Now, most women don't need much. You will be surprised that just a little time, a little love, one movie night, and they are happy. They don't need much. A little appreciation. A little appreciation. I mean, she made dinner for you. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. A little compliment about her cooking. When the food is nice, you don't say anything. When it's bad, you talk. Listen, church. It's a mystery. But when you get it right, it's a jackpot. Let's close. We'll continue next week. Please stand up to your feet. We're done. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this service. You said when a man has found a wife, he's found a good thing. I pray for our marriages. May it be sweet. May it be pleasurable. Give us the understanding of the mystery that we will enjoy one another. Take away pain. Take away sorrow. Take away depression. May our homes be a happy home. May our homes be a happy home. Take away unnecessary quarreling and argument. May our homes be a happy home. Help us to solve this mystery well. In Jesus' name. Amen. With every eye closed and every head bowed. You are here, you are not born again. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? You came to, you had a good sermon about marriage. It's a mystery. But the greatest of all mystery is Christ and the church. So if you stand here this afternoon and you are not born again, you are not saved. You are not a child of God. For a brief moment, I want to pray for you. You see, I'm talking about heaven and hell. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Real love begins by knowing Jesus. So if you are here and you are not born again, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Anybody here, you are not saved? Thank you. Father, we thank you for this service. Thank you for salvation. I pray that we will be witnesses and saviors of men. May we always bring people to the saving knowledge of Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.